Hey yo, this is Fonz. Clark. And welcome to another show. We're glad that you decided to tune in with us. Do us a favor. First, like, share, subscribe, because that's gonna help us out. For real. That's that's really gonna help us out. Also, if you're on, on Facebook or whatever, go to the Bad Boy Sports Podcast War Room where we got all types of updates. I mean, even because football season is basically officially on us. It's gonna be a lot of trash talk. Be so. A lot of trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the Bat Post Sports Podcast. <laughs> what's your man, Foz, man? Hey, Quan, what's going on, people? Man, man, I really, really can't call it, boy. You know, had a good weekend. Uh, <laughs> you know, everything is gravy. So let's go ahead and jump into our topics. But before we do that, those of y'all that's used to our format, we're going to do this one a little different. We're we going to sit back and just chop it up on this one. So, you know. So, anyway, let's start with our first topic. We're going we're gonna to go into the AFC North real quick now. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. What is going on there? Well, we let, let, let's start with Piss Boy. We're gonna take it team by team. I, I did Piss Boy, you know, because you know they, they tell me they the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC, but I ain't, I ain't gonna do them like that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna do them like that. All right, so <laughs> so Kenny Pickett he avoids ACL tear, so but he's he's slated to miss time. And that was yesterday, so I don't know if anything progressed to the, today. Uh, his availability would be upon Mike Tomlin discretion. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Um, Pat Fryermuth, tight end. He is dealing with the hammy. And I ain't talking mm-hmm. about the engine. I'm talking about the back of the leg. The leg one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at the injury. I'm just laughing at what I said. So y'all don't take that. <laughs> so those are the two key injuries that we have so far. Outside of the Deontay Johnson. Yeah, outside of Deontay Johnson and all of that. But what is the problem? I'm seeing a a divide here. Now, we look at Matt Canada. I know you talked about him uh, either last week, week before last. Week before last. Yeah, week before last. last. No, week before last, yeah. Yeah, talked about Matt, Matt Canada. And this is your team, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. But is Matt Canada really the problem, or do we need to take a look at Michael Tomlin? I think it's both parties, honestly. Uh, Matt Canada, like I said, week before last, has – not been successful as our offensive coordinator mm-hmm. uh, since he's been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do not currently have a quarterback. Uh, I just learned this last, well, maybe, I think it was last night, I looked at something with Le'Veon Bell was mm-hmm. telling me that Big Ben, when a play call used to come down from Ty Haley, mm-hmm. he disregarded that play call and did what he liked. Because he didn't want to play with Ty Haley, hence to why we got Matt Canada. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have a quarterback that has, I guess, the mindset to change the play, whatever, whatever. Anyways, I think it's a little bit of both. Now, I said this week before last, 
I'm gonna say it again this week. Somebody need to do something. <laughs> now I'm looking at Art Rooney. Like, you know what I'm saying? Pittsburgh has is not known for making drastic changes. The coaching staff, especially with the head coaches. He's been there fifteen plus years, I say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so normal for Mike Tomlin to be our head coach. But the same thing with Bill Cowher. Yeah, I I just think it, it's time. It's 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 time out for the great press conferences that he picks up to not blame none of his staff members for any of their mistakes. Um, like literally, the Steelers games are unwatchable. Literally, like as a fan, it was. I mean. Since I've been a fan, the only games I used to watch were Steelers games. Now I'm good with just being on Red Zone and just watching a series of games. The games are just bad. Like, it's the offense is just predictable. It's been talks that we run the same plays, and I believe it's, it's kind of obvious how. <sighs> We're losing to certain teams. Now, this is the still away. We lose to teams like Houston Texans. We lose to teams like Jacksonville Jaguars. We, we've been doing that. That's kind of normal for us, per se. We lose to the teams that you would not think we would lose to. Um, but last season and now going into this season, it has not been no improvement whatsoever. And like I said before, it's unwatchable, man. It's Something need to happen. Matt yeah. Cannon need to go. I think now fans are starting to look at Mike Tomlin, which it was talks years, like a few years back, that Mike Tomlin was on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he should be on the hot seat again. And that hurts me. To, I love Mike T. Don't get me, I love Mike T. You know what I'm saying? People call him a player's coach. He kind of elaborated on that as well, saying that, you know, he took offense to people saying that because, it's more about giving the players what they need rather than what they want. That's his perspective of being a player's coach. Mm-hmm. But obviously right now your players need uh offensive line. They need a better play caller. And we have not got that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Matt Camden is not a good offensive coordinator, and it's going to look bad on Mike Tomlin because that's your staff. You mm-hmm. hired him. You should fire. So. That 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 does make a whole lot of sense. Now, this came from SportsIllustrated.com, and Mike Tomlin actually acknowledged that you guys, Maquan, the fans, have a reason to be angry, but he mm-hmm. never took a shot at the OC. Now, I can he respect never will. that. He's too, he, he's I can too respect loyal. that. He, 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 he's a loyal coach. He's loyal to a fault. He reminds me of Harbaugh. He's loyal to a fault. Now, let's let let's, let me give you a couple stats. Okay, so under Matt Canada, the Steelers offense only scored 20 points 10 times. 20 plus 10 times. And has yet to produce more than 400 yards as a unit. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Matt Canada been there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Also, Kenny Pickett has thrown 11 touchdowns and 12 picks in 16 games in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. I think it's a threefold problem. Now I'm I'm outside of looking in, but I think it's a threefold problem because you got Canada, 
who should have been gone this past offseason. Yeah. You have Tomlin, who's been there almost 20 years and, and is allowing the celebration of mediocrity in Pittsburgh. And you yeah. got Kenny Pickett, hometown dude, went to the University of Pittsburgh, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But translate to the NFL, it ain't like that. And I, I fought I fought the offensive coordinator for that. For yeah. like we, we got a play down here where we go forward on fourth and one, which yeah. I believe at right after that play, Kenny Pickett gets hurt. Right. So you have Jalen Warren and Najee Harris back there. Who exactly. At that in that game actually had over fifty yards rushing. Took the so, ball out of their hand. Yeah, it's it's um yeah. So yeah. <laughs> if if I was a Pittsburgh fan and I, I, I kind of sort of feel where you're coming from as a Baltimore fan. I feel like I, I really feel where you're coming from because of my gripes with, with um, Gregory Roman. It's gonna A change is going to happen, but the Pittsburgh way, like you said, is not to do it in season. I feel yeah. like this is last season there. And if Mike Tomlin does not I make that change, I can't take it. Mike Tomlin <laughs> is going to be on the hot seat. Mark my words. Y'all talking about y'all talking about next season, buddy. Good God, I, I I can't. I I don't think I can die. I can't do it, man. It's only week five, and y'all talking about going through this uh, for the remainder of the season. Like, no, something need to happen today. Like now, yeah, it, it gotta <laughs> happen <laughs> now. Like, even, listen, listen. I'm I'm to the point where even if we fired Matt Canada mm-hmm. and we got an offensive coordinator that may not be good at all. It's still bad. But, see, but think about it. Him. But think about it. If you do it now and bring somebody else in there, they're going to still run that system because you got to have that off. You got to have at least two years to really put your system in there. Now he might. Yeah, well, they may be able to call it better. <laughs> That's what I say. He might right. do it better, but you got to look at the. It, it's like checks and balances. Okay, we fire Matt Canada, then all of a sudden we got to start over from scratch in the middle of the season. You know, that it's a big yikes up in Pittsburgh. But, you know, hopefully y'all get that sorted out because I don't like seeing y'all like that. As a as a Raven fan, I don't like seeing y'all like that. I always want y'all at y'all best. We not. And y'all are y'all, y'all y'all not at your best. This week, yeah, we'll lose y'all Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though it's still this week, it don't even feel like it. Anyway, anyway. It don't. It, it don't. <laughs> so let, let, let's move on to Cincinnati, right? So Cincinnati, you got T. Higgins, who's their dog at this point. He is sitting down. For, he might miss some time with a fractured rib. Big yikes. Um. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar Chase got a lot to say, especially yeah, he when he lost. He called the Cleveland Browns the elves, but they handled y'all on the field. Mm-hmm. And then we we, 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 we beat them. They win their first game. They come back and lose, only scoring three points. Is Jamar Chase the new diva in Cincinnati? Uh, I don't think so. I think it just comes with the position. I mean, he's in some people's eyes the number one receiver. Um, and anytime that your money is relying on receptions and yards, you're going to want the ball. Yeah. And in some instances, yes. 
I mean, he does trash talk, but I mean, it's been so many great receivers. I mean, trash talking is a part of the game. <laughs> but um, but, it, but it goes beyond trash talking, though. I can see trash talking if you win it. That's the thing, you know. I can see it if you're four and zero. But you're one in three. Yeah. I think some of I think some of the talk too is out of frustration. That is because true. they won in three. They won in three, and they. He he knows this this former team because Cincinnati don't look like Cincinnati no more, but um, you know he he knows the ability of this team. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> they mean, should not be losing the amount of games that they have already lost. But here's the thing. Here's but the thing. I know why they're he's losing. He's not like an AD. He's not like an AD diva drama queen. No, 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 no. He's nowhere near that. No, please, Jesus. Yeah. No, we don't need another one. See, in my opinion, the reason why they're losing so much is one Joseph Burrow. How long is Cincinnati and their fans going to milk this calf injury? I'm tired of hearing about it. You know, I'm tired of, you know, they don't give other quarterbacks the same grace as they give Joe Burrow. Yeah. Can it, can it be just the fact that they're just not good this year? Can 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 they say Cincinnati is not good this year? <laughs> I mean, really. And then on top of that, the the coach Zach Taylor. I, I understand you trying to put your guys in the best position to win, but leaving your starting quarterback who's already injured in a blowout loss. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Yeah. I don't say this much. Um, I was not expecting in that game. To be the way it was for Cincinnati Bengals against the Titans, right? But I, I got to give the Titans respect. I think they played a great game. They used the star, star player uh, Derrick Henry very well. He mm-hmm. played a little bit of quarterback back there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe is Joe is hurt. He is hurt. But I don't think that's an excuse for them losing the game. I think they're just being outplayed. Yeah. And um, the league is caught up to the Bengals. In my opinion. You know what? We was talking. We was, I think we talked about how the Bengals was going to just sink at, at, one, mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. And it kind of happened pretty quickly. I didn't think it was going to be this season. And, it, and the crazy thing is we said that on this platform. <laughs> we was talking about mm-hmm. it. And James, shout out to James, man. He said the Bengals have arrived. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not here to stay. Nope. They're not here to stay. Sure is They have the they had possibly an offense that, and they did contend with Kansas City. We ain't gonna talk about them. You know the Revs is kind of pushing them along, but we ain't gonna talk about that. They contended with Kansas City. They've beaten Kansas City head up quite a few times, but now this year they they they've taken like ten steps back. You're right. You know. And here's the stat. Joe Burrow has the fewest yards per attempt at 4.8 through four games by any quarterback in any season. The NFL been around over 100 years, and he has the fewest out of every starting quarterback that ever walked the earth. Mm. Even the bad ones. That's shocking when you got Demar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins before he got hurt. And, and and that's minor correction. Since at least 1950, with a minimum of, of 150 attempts, we are going into game five. I'm sure he has well over 150 attempts. 
And 4.8 yards per attempt with that type of firepower. It's not a Jamar Chase thing. It's not a T. Higgins mm-hmm. thing. It's what's that mm-hmm. running back? What's that running back name? Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. It's Joe not even Mixon. a Joe Mixon thing. Let's go yeah, to the defense. Carries. It's not a Hubbard think, thing. It's not a Hendrickson mm-hmm. thing. It is a mm-hmm. Joe Burrow thing. Yep. And the and the Tennessee Titans defense played good too. But yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. did. I, I yeah. when you you said you were shocked about it. I was not shocked. Because, I, I mean, I'm shocked by the final score being 27-3. That's what mm-hmm. I'm shocked about. Because they got they had 20, they lost to us 28 to 3. Yeah, <laughs> for the last few weeks, they've been just not putting up the amount of points that yeah. they should. Uh they go week one, three. This is a second time scoring three points. Mm-hmm. First week, three and twenty-four. Second week, 24-27. Yeah, I, my, my apologies. Yeah, we beat them by Since three. The week three, 16-19, mm-hmm. and they just lost 3-27. So, so, yeah, they, they can't score 30 only points. Got only, they got over 20 points once. This once season. this season in a losing effort. Yep. But, it, but hey, good for them. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, I think. I mean, division. People I mean, division speaking, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, so we we uh, let, let's press forward. So we had a bottom feeder bowl <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> it sure was. The catfish were playing the red drums. I swear they was. Denver at Chicago. Now Chicago had a chance. Yes, it did. Chicago I had a chance. Not. Untimely interception ended the game. Breakdown on defense ended the game. Because you do not let them get in field goal range on the first play. I am sorry. So, my question is, is this a quarterback issue or is this an organizational issue? Is this the Bears issue? I think it's really a little bit of both. We know the Bears have been struggling at the franchise for many years now. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields, though, I think it's also a quarterback issue. He had a great game. I was actually making notes yeah. while this game was going on. Right, right, right. <laughs> and <laughs> um, third quarter, 9.33, left Fields was 19 for 20, 258 yards, three touchdowns. So I was looking at Denver like, okay, this is a Denver thing. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, letting, Joe Field, letting Justin Fields almost have a perfect – Attempt and completion mm-hmm. ratio. Um, that was shocking. I, I, I've never seen Brett play like that before. Mm-hmm. But of course, they find a way to lose, and he just got to do better, man. With with decision making, mm-hmm. he had the fumble. That was one. Mm-hmm. Then the interception. So yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Denver though. They they kept their head strong and and and, and fought back in the game. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both, though. Just, yeah. just to stick to the question, I think it's a little bit of both. I kind of sort of disagree. Here's why. <clears throat> okay, so the Bears organization is in flux right now, right? Yeah, it's been in flux, yeah. Um, with Justin Fields, I can't put – I yeah, he threw the ball, but I'm not going to put that interception entirely on him because your tight end could have made a play. He threw it to the tight end. The tight end, from my perspective, 
and I'm sure from his, the tight end was the open man on that play. And he threw it just like any other quarterback would. But if you look at the play from the all-22 angle, the defender had to go and make a move on the ball. The tight end just stood there and looked at it. So if I'm the t- if I'm Justin Fields, I'm like, yo, trade me at this point. Not saying he's the the best quarterback, but the but if if given the opportunity, if given the right surroundings, if given the better environment, I really feel like he could string together some games. That's just oh me. yeah, I, that's just me. Speaking of a Justin, let's talk a little bit about Justin Jefferson. Now. Hmm. In my opinion, and 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 I, and I kind of thank you for bringing that one up. Justin Jefferson is possibly <laughs> the best, the, probably the greatest wide receiver of his time, and and, I, and I'm talking about with Devontae Adams. This dude is already on pace. If he plays four more games at the way he's playing, he'll have over a thousand yards. Because right now he's sitting at five forty three. With three tubs. His longest is 52. He averages 16.5 yards per catch. With 33 grabs. His highest since coming into the league in 2020 is 128. Oh, 2020 was his rookie year? Yeah. Now he was number four in the league at that point. He had 88 grabs for 1,400 mm-hmm. yards. His That's rookie no year. <laughs> Last year, 2022, he had 128 grabs for 1,809 yards. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me right now he's sitting at three tubs. His highest, um, his highest amount of touchdowns was in 2021 with 10. 10. He's yep. sitting at three with 543 mm-hmm. yards. I can make a mm-hmm. case that Justin Jefferson is going to go down one, as one of the goats. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't, I can't even. I... Like this is one of the questions where I, I just agree with you, but I also will say that I feel like it's probably between him and Stefan Diggs. Mm, that's a good point. That is a good point. But think about Stefan Diggs been balling too. He been balling I, for the same a, team. But, but yeah, but here, here's the thing though. I give I give Justin Jefferson the edge mm-hmm. because. Stephon Diggs is playing with Josh Allen. Exactly. Justin Jefferson is playing, is with, playing Kirk with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yes. Without a Dalvin Cook and still is number one. So that says a lot about what type of receiver he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he he's definitely the best yeah. receiver in the league, hands down. Look. But I mean, <laughs> man, and, I, and it's not that's not I didn't say that really to bash Kirk Cousins because. No. If I'm not mistaken, Kirk Cousins has had several seasons over 4,000 yards. Kirk Cousins For, reminds me of Philip Rivers, Here man. we go. Here we go. 2015 all the way to 2022, he's had oh, at least 3,600 or more passing yards. Yeah. In that, in that span. So that's no knock to him. But you know, with he's not a Patrick Mahomes, he's not a Josh Allen. No, <laughs> so that's I, why I, I he. That. That's why Kirk Cousins really don't get the credit that he's really due. And I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying he's the best, 
But numbers don't lie. You, if you sit here and tell me numbers don't tell the whole story, I call you crazy because you earned those numbers. I mean, and Kirk Cousins, even back when he was with Washington, like Kirk Cousins was that dude. But on, 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 to make a case for Justin Jefferson, and like you said, Kirk, and it, the constant was Kirk Cousins. If you think about it, I think the last couple of years of Stephon Diggs being in Minnesota. He played with Kirk Cousins too. Mm-hmm. And now he gets Justin Jefferson. Yo, dude is a dog. Yeah, he could, dude. Yeah, he's he thick with it. I'm not going to lie. He is a dog, and, man. And I mean, he, honestly, he's on pay. Honestly, like, at, the, at, at the end of this weekend, he could have well over 600 yards. Stephon Diggs only had one season over 1,000 yards under Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So Justin Jefferson is doing a fantastic job. And like I said, that's without a Devin, uh Dalvin Cook, which that uh uh Matson running back is is a solid running back as well, but he's no Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't expect him to be leading the league in receiving yards. I didn't expect him because it, it's it's hard, you know, it being is. the number one receiver, you get already getting all the attention. Mm-hmm. They probably, you know, game planning the double team and triple team or maybe. And he's still balling. Yeah. So, yeah, he, so, he definitely got my vote for the so, best in the league. So he could be hitting the gritty for a long time. Long <laughs> <Yeah, no> time. <laughs> All right. So one one thing, and, I, and you brought it up about I was going. We was going to do the Kansas City thing, but everybody knows Kansas City is getting away with murder out there. Let's talk about C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback from mm-hmm. Houston Texans. Now the Texans haven't won a home game since December 2021. Currently, C.J. Stroud, according to Adam Schefter. <laughs> Has. Good job, Phyllis. Hmm? <laughs> Good job, Phyllis. <laughs> he, he got 1,212 yards this season, passing yards, and he surpassed Andrew Luck by a few yards Um, as a rookie. So, but only Cam Newton got it within the <laughs> – Cam Newton got over 1,300 within the first four games of his career. And the question you asked was – is C.J. Stroud a Rookie of the Year candidate? And I'm going to go ahead and answer that question now. No. What? No. So who's your Sorry. Rookie of the Year candidate? I can't call it right now. You can't call it? I can't call it right now. Because well, if you had to choose between him, we were just talking about Justin Jefferson, Puka, you know how to pronounce his last name? Not Whatever his name is, rookie receiver from the Rams is currently number two in receiving. He's a rookie. Okay. What has CJ Stroud done other than beat the Steelers this year? <laughs> I mean, statistically, he's done a lot. But against the teams he's been playing, really not nothing impressive, exactly. I would say. So I gotta see a little bit more. No, I don't I don't like pushing the goalposts back, but this is his what? He's going into his fifth game as a pro. By week 10, if those numbers are double or at least doubled in a half, we might have an argument right there. But right now, as it seems, I don't see him being a rookie of the year candidate. Because you got to look at the touchdown to interception ratio. You can't – come on now. You got to keep that at a minimum. You got to keep the turnovers at a minimum. (laughs) Well, he he doesn't have – he doesn't have any interceptions. He ain't throwing no interceptions. Oh, that changed everything then. He has, oh, he has he has six touchdowns, mm-hmm. zero interceptions. 
a total of 1,212 yards passing, mm-hmm. and he has a 62 completion passing percentage, and he's completed 94 out of 151 pass attempts. So The only reason why I had to say no, though, on a, on a, on a real note, is because even when Andrew Luck had the most passing yards as a rookie, he still got beat out by RG3. They came out the same draft. I think it was no. I think it was one and two. So we we we'll have to revisit that one. I like the question, and now I'm gonna have to watch him a little closely. But right now, I don't I don't see it as being a rookie of the year. Like the, maybe maybe a candidate, but to take it away right now, I don't know. I don't know about that one yet. No, I don't think. I, like I said, that Puka receiver, I think he's I think he's a strong candidate as well. He's definitely impacted that um that Rams offense pretty mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it, it's it, like you said, like we always say it's a lot to be seen. Yeah, it, it remains it's to be a seen. question. Okay. So, like I said, we will really revisit that one at the end of later show. 49ers or Eagles? These are the two teams that are currently undefeated. Who is the best out the bunch? And it's only two. You want to go first? (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and start. I like the 49ers better, and here's why. And I concur. The the Eagles start too slow for me. They they keep teams that they are not supposed to keep, but they, 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 they keep them close to the bosom. You know what I'm saying? They don't really take off until the second half or close to the second half. And then once the once halftime hit, I don't know what happens. They get they go go juice and then they score 24 unanswered points. Whereas the 49ers, they hit you in the mouth off gate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, Christian McCaffrey was probably the best trade in the last five years. Offensively, of course. Um, and I just like what they're doing over there in San Fran. Like, I think they the pathway is opening for them to win the Super Bowl or at least go to a Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, the best out of the bunch, I say the 49ers. The Eagles ain't too far behind, though. I gotta, no, uh-uh. I, I gotta see them go ahead and hit the knockout blow early. Yeah. I gotta see them, this- I gotta see them do that. Once if they do that. And be consistent with it, they could possibly overtake the 49ers as the best undefeated team. But question B for that one, who's gonna take their first loss? I feel like it's gonna be the Eagles. Uh I don't know. But to answer question uh one A, mm-hmm. I said um if I had to choose who was the best of the undefeated teams between the 49ers and Eagles, I would have to say the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think Brock Purdy has been playing great football. He hasn't mm-hmm. been making too many mistakes. He's been pitting the ball in his playmakers' hands. Mm-hmm. They are a really dangerous team. On the flip side, the Eagles this year has been winning in different ways, yeah. which is good. Yeah. As well, but I feel like the 49ers have been more consistent in ways that they are winning, and the ways that they are winning, and that's by playing great defense and putting points with the with the playmakers that they have. Yeah. Now switching over to that last question that you asked, who do I think is going to take their first loss between the two? 
<sighs> I would probably have to say the Eagles. Yeah. But it, it was like I, it, when I said it, it sounded like I was sure, but I don't know. And I, but I, but I'm kind of scared to jump on that Eagle um, bandwagon. Okay. Well, here, here's here's the Eagles. We're just gonna do the the next three games. All right. For the Eagles, the next three games is the Rams, the Jets, mm. and the Dolphins. Rams, mm. Jets, Dolphins. Remember that. Rams, Rams, Jets, Jets Dolphins. Rams, Jets, Dolphins. 49ers' mm. next three games is Dallas, mm. Cleveland, mm. and the Vikings. I still see. <laughs> so seven and up. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think these are teams. I don't think either team can lose. <laughs> I mean, you. Okay. When you laid it out like that, I'm like, uh, we might get the okay. ten wins. So, 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 so ten wins so apiece. Okay, so we did Dallas, Browns, and Vikings. Okay, that's the next one. Right. Okay. Then, then San Fran has Cincinnati, mm. Jags. Mm. And Tampa, mm. <laughs> they, I, I, I don't know. Let's look at let's look at the Eagles real quick. <laughs> after <laughs> after the Rams, Jets, and Dolphins, mm-hmm. they have Washington. That's divisional. I'm, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. I feel like, and they just matter of fact, Washington just played them, and they played them close. Yeah, Washington played a good game. Yeah, so they play Washington again. Mm-hmm. They play Dallas, and then they play Kansas. So I think. Eagles take their first loss before the 49ers. 49ers probably be 10 and 0. I think I'm they not going to lie. I think they could beat Kansas City. The Eagles could beat Kansas City, though. Oh, I'm not saying they're going to lose to Kansas. I think they're either going to lose to Dallas or Washington. Washington really played good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Washington, Washington, Washington some grit. Washington is lurking. I'm not gonna lie, that Sam Howell quarterback is pretty decent. <laughs> I'm not I, I, I told you, I told you, I told you, Washington. I ain't talking about little Washington either. I'm talking about right, big Washington. Yeah. But I, I really, I really think so. I, I think, I think Philly will take that first loss first. I, I can see that though, but it'll be a shocker if the 49ers take their first L. It would. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Final topic. Final topic. Let's talk about karma for a minute. Everybody know what karma is, right? <laughs> I hope so. You know, well. if you don't know what karma is, that means you are a a-hole and you've been doing things to people and getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Miami got their karma. <laughs> <laughs> they whooped up on the Broncos and turned around the following week. Yes, it was a divisional game, we know, and got whooped up by the Bills and got blown out. What in the world? What a, what a different seven days, man. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they definitely caused a lot of attention to themselves yeah. by putting up 70 points on the poor Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned, it was divisional. But I just got to I, I gotta give credit to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Yeah. They defense played good without Bob Miller. Mm. They played good. Mm-hmm. They had a total of four sacks, five mm. tackles for losses. Mm. They had an interception. Yes, they did. Um, and yeah, Josh Allen had four touchdowns over with, with three hundred and twenty yards. 
Stephon Diggs did his thing of six receptions, hundred and twenty yards. Mm-hmm. They outplayed. They outplayed the, and outmuscled them. Yeah, and they also kept Tyree Hill contained. Yeah, he had five targets, but only received three out of the five targets, and only had fifty eight. 58 yards, one okay. touchdown. The only person that scored on that wide receiver core for the Miami Dolphins were was Braxton Burrows. Mm. They, Burrows they're yeah. like third or fourth receiver. Yeah, the third receiver. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah. So with Miami, I, I think with Miami though, honestly, I think there was a minor setback because they needed that loss. They needed to come back down to earth. Because right. when you're riding high with beating the Broncos oh, as terrible, yeah, yep. you got on their high mm-hmm. horse. They were just a galloping on that high horse. And then you, you you had to come back down to earth because had you had won that game, you would have got complacent. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I can hang 40, 50 on you. Nah, bro, this ain't, this is not college. This is the NFL, kid. Mm-hmm. And you give Sunday. Yo. Let me give it a Sunday. And, Buffalo yeah. said, y'all ain't going to come up in here. <laughs> now, well, when that game go to Miami, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll be scared. And, you know, the bad thing The bad thing about that is that'll be week 17 yeah, yeah, when yeah. they go back to yeah, Miami. That, that, that could be yeah, for the so East. It's going to be it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be that, gonna be some stuff standing over there. That, that, look, that, look, they gonna walk up in there. <laughs> All right now. But something, but, but something, right? But somebody, somebody gonna have to lose though. It's, it's between those two in the division right now. Yeah. So uh, yep. that that could possibly the way the, the the Jets are going, they they ain't all that. The way the Patriots going, that's the end of their dynasty. Their dynasty ended with Tom Brady wall out though. Um, (laughs) that game is going to be for that division if one of those teams haven't locked it up already Mm -hmm. but we hey like we say Mm -hmm. with everything we talk about it what it remains to be seen yeah yeah, I forgot that part (laughs) (laughs) but you know good show my brother good show man we can go ahead and go knock it out right here so so, like we said up at the top, you know, when y'all saw the little intro, you know, y'all go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and just, you know, in the comments, let us what you, let us know what you think, especially about Cincinnati and Baltimore. You know, those that's, that's the AFC North. And who do y'all think between the 49ers and the Eagles is going to take that loss first? We both are saying the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, but the Eagles definitely. There's no way yeah, possible. Ain't no way in the way. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they ain't, ain't no, no way. way. They, like Buford yeah. Justice, there's no way. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, 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 it can't go down to that. But look, great show, man. Look, as always, we appreciate you guys, you know, for tuning in. And like I said, hit us up in the comment section. Let us know what you like. Also, if you're on Facebook, go to the War Room. We in there, you know, so go on in there. And, of course, if you like and share this video and comment, it pushes us up in the algorithm so everybody can watch it. Because I think we make pretty good videos and we want the world to see it. So... With that being said, this has been the Bat Boy Sports Podcast. What's your man for us? And we out of here, y'all. Peace.